The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time roma craft tobacco the after show the, the after, after show. show it's the after show everybody you can't fight city hall false Coming off a true or false episode, and uh, you can't fight City Hall. That's not true, especially in the cigar industry. Uh, I have six ways to Sunday to do it. I have actually six ways to do it, not to Sunday. And you've done it. You have experience. I have experience, and we'll get to it. And that's because we got an email from a fellow retailer, right? That's right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of twoguyscigars.com. And Edwin writes, gentlemen, I own a small brick and mortar shop with a lounge in the deep south. The mayor and board of aldermen are approached on a regular basis to participate in smoke-free city and adopt as much as possible in the Americas for Non-Smokers Rights Ordinance, a nonprofit lobbying organization. We cannot be the only city and shop affected by this routine. We cannot be the sole city experiencing sim- sim- similar <laughs> actions. Please advise or direct on a course of action that has been useful in foiling or deterring smoking prohibitions. Please use this as a podcast topic if appropriate. There may be others enjoying this additional operational burden. I also submit this as a question of the week. If I tied your finger behind your back, could you read that? No. (laughs) No, because he he goes with his finger. The the problem is when I highlight something, I put a little space in the highlighter, and I I just can't follow it for some reason when it's highlighted like that. We've got to get you a ruler to just slide down. Yeah, maybe. Jim Minichi thinks he's a ruler. Um, okay, so this does, you're not the only city that this happens to, the only state, the only country. Uh, this stuff happens all the time. As far as localizing goes, um, six ways to accomplish this. Um, local politicians, it comes down to city councilors, aldermen, mayor, and even your local board of health. And I've been through all of it. Um, the first thing you can do is find yourself an organization to attach yourself to, if at all possible. If it doesn't exist, create one, because fighting by yourself is so difficult to accomplish. Because there it is, you against all of them. Well, and a lot of a lot of stores think that the store down the street that sells the same product is their competition, and the reality is, especially in the cigar business. That's your friend right. down the street. You guys have a uh, an enemy together, and that makes you buddies. Yeah, right. 
right? You shouldn't be enemies with each other. You should get together, especially because you're in that business, as Jonathan says. And uh, But you, you see organizations like restaurant associations and board, um, chamber of commerce and stuff, and what you got to do is get together with other cigar retailers. And it doesn't have to be within the city of yours, but it certainly can be your state sure. organization. And um, get together and lobby yourselves to do it, or if you can get enough money together, get a lobbyist to help you along these type of things. Looking at something like the PCA, Premium Cigar Association, they'll help you form a state organization if you want, uh, but they're certainly not going to come and send somebody to your city to end up fighting a city. There's too many cities in the United States. a lot of cities. So so it's impossible to do, but I'll tell you – um, in the city of Everett, Massachusetts, I'm going to go back 20 years ago, they wanted to outlaw children coming into the store with their parents. And um, they wanted it so a child wouldn't actually physically see the tobacco products. Now, keep in mind, the parent uses those products. So don't make sure they don't see them until you get in the car with them, and then they roll the windows up and they smoke the cigarettes or cigars or whatever they oh, do right inside. The I gut. always roll the windows up. Yeah, hot box. Hot box. Hot box. Make, make the child stronger. <laughs> um, so I had to go fight that, and I was explaining to, in this case, it was the Board of Health that was going to make the final decision, that you can't control what's going to happen when the parent buys the product if you think them physically seeing the parent, this is a per- person who's bringing a child into a cigar store. They obviously, it, it is not on their radar that the child shouldn't be seeing a cigar. Well, they don't care about what the parent thinks. They think the child should not see this. But that's not their child. Correct. Correct. You've been living under a rock? Yeah. The government thinks they know better. Yeah, they know better. So um, I ended up fighting in it and I won. It, when you go to the city meetings, they're broadcast on their local cable. Mm. And I was explaining to them, okay, let, let's envision this crazy idea that happens. Uh, here I am bringing my three-year-old child. It's Saturday afternoon. I got the kid, and I got to stop by and drop off something over to the dry cleaner, and then I'm going to stop by the cigar store and pick, pick up a box of cigars and then go to the grocery store, grab a couple things, and take the kid home, let the mother clean the house or whatever that's going to go on. I get to the cigar store, and then I say, okay, I can't bring the child into the cigar store. Honey, you stay outside. I'm going to leave you in the car. I'm just going to run in for five minutes. I'm going to grab my box of cigars, and I'll be right out. Stay right here. The father comes in. This is my story. I'm telling the the three ladies in the of, of the um, Board of Health. I said, and the man walks in to get his box of cigars, which he's going to smoke right in front of his child, but you're not allowed to go in there. And he comes out, and the child's gone. I said, the day that happens, and it will, I'm coming back here to talk to you three ladies and tell them how you protected that child from seeing that box of cigars. What child? The child is gone. And tears are coming down their eyes, and they're saying, oh, my God, that's not what we want to happen. I said, of course, it's not what you want to happen. What you would like to happen is the father not buy the box of cigars. You're the board of health. I understand that. But the father is buying the box of cigars and probably going to light up right around the daughter anyway. Mm -hmm. So what are you accomplishing except risking something this? And I won because, again, it was broadcast on here. Wouldn't it have been nice if I could have brought in some of my good customers that, that have all kinds of different businesses and stuff to say you shouldn't do this and, and the reason why. But at that time, 
25 years ago, I was alone. Uh, since then, I have an organization, the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. And when stuff like this comes out, we get together and we fight together. Number two, use your most well-respected supporters as your first spokespeople. Um, or only if you can get if you can get anyone, anyone's better than anyone, but the, you pick the cream of the crop if you can get it. Bring a large crowd of emotional supporters to the meeting if possible. Again, it's, it's well, tough because to fight it, by yourself. Yeah, it's e- educated it's, supporters too. Yeah. There are some people that make the argument that's more an attack than laying out the facts. Listen, and it's it mob to- warfare because you, they, they envision the mob is on their side on the TV because they don't see it. You bring a mob in that is not on their side, and they can see it. It's a whole different ballgame. We have walked in early, early stages of the Cigar Association in New Hampshire that there's a meeting going on, and all of a sudden, here we are parading down here, and there's 15 of us, and we walk down into the room, which is a very small room, and all of a sudden, there's 15 people going to grab the seats and stuff, and you see the eyes open up of the legislation, and they say, oh, no, we're not going to touch the cigar stuff. We're not going to do That's okay. We're going to just make sure. And it gets wiped out. Who knows what was going to happen? Right. It goes nowhere, and then we get up, and we walk out. No problem. We're just here to observe. Um, I would say that some of these things would have happened if we didn't show up, right? So showing up is part of the thing, too. Do your homework. Just like Barry is saying, you have to do your homework for you and for the other people that are speaking, which may be your customers, fellow retailers. Um, you want to... You don't want things to be used against you at all that's there. So you don't want to talk badly to them. You want to show them respect. And you want to show them that your business is respectful. You are a good neighbor to the people around you. That your um, outside of your building is clean and tidy. There's not cigar butts all over there bothering other people. You're a good neighbor to begin with. And here you are, respectful, well-dressed. You're not coming in uh, being, being a tough guy. You're coming in there because you're a business person, and that's how you have to act. Number four, come prepared with evidence. And one of the evidence I use big time is the National Cancer Institute monograph number nine, especially when they're talking about, um, you know, say ch- lots of children use your product. No, they don't. Here's the proof. You know these things are going to come up, so sure. get ready for it. Um, oh, it's it's um, addictive. Oh, no, here's evidence. And the evidence is not my evidence that the Cigar Association put together, that Two Guys Smoke Shop put together, that David Garofalo put together. It's the opposition's evidence used against them. That's the strongest you can do. Absolutely. Um, and have the strength and character to never give up, ever. It's time for incredible feats of strength. Brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision. The strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. And I have with me here the top 10 track and field athletic accomplishments. We're at number seven. It's Michael Johnson. His competition is the men's 200-meter and 400-meter. Aside from his huge international fame, Michael Johnson is regarded as one of the best sprinters in history. During his career, he managed to win 12 world championships and Olympic medals, all of which were golds. He is the only male athlete in history to successfully win both the 200-meter and the 400-meter at the same Olympics, a feat which he famously accomplished in 1996. Hey, 
Barry? Yes. Did you notice that Mr. J in the same sentence said Johnson and huge? Huge Johnson. Uh, I, I think he meant it that way. <laughs> there we go. But speaking of strength and character, one of my favorite stories to tell, and I'm going to make you uncomfortable because you hate when people give you accolades. You had the strength and character because, as Jonathan pointed out, the cigar shop down the street's not your enemy. He's your friend. Yes. The only way you could have liquor in the state of New Hampshire is if you also serve food, but you can't serve food and sell cigars. Correct. So you took on the state to allow a cigar bar to happen. Uh, an exemption. If you sell cigars, you can have a liquor license. And at the point that you won, they said, Mr. Garofalo, I'm assuming you're going to be the first person to apply. And you said, no, I did it for my competitors right. who happened to be your friends. That's the definition of strength of character. And listen, rising tides raise all ships mm-hmm, sure. anyway. So if you can grow your competitors and you are competitive to begin with, you're going to automatically grow. That's going to be there. It, 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 this is the missing element with the lack of organization, cigar organizations to happen around the country is the, the retailer believes that the other guy is their competitor and is out to uh, hurt them, put yeah. them out of business. Yeah, where the fact of the matter is where online purchases happen every day, all day. Your local competitor is not your closest competitor. Your closest competitor is one click away. Mm-hmm. All they, they're sitting in your cigar lounge right now buying online. Mm-hmm. So you got to be a better retailer at that point and provide service. And some of that service is low taxes. Um, oh, how can I provide low taxes? You belong to an organization and you show up. And you at fight the, it. You, you, you vote. You, uh, you know, do all these things that, do I like going to these rubber chicken dinners? And do I like donating to both sides of a of, <laughs> um Two people Party. against each other, two, both parties. Uh, I don't like any of it. I don't like any of them. And, uh, you know, whatever direction you're on, Democrat or Republican, you've got a problem because the other side, uh, because the other side is uh, liars and cheaters. Just to let you in on something, they're both liars and cheaters. Mm-hmm. Just, just look at past history. Yes. What it'll tell you so it doesn't matter. Now, something that's important, the aldermen are voted in, and if they make something against the rules, because that's all it is, is rules, because they, they ha- you have to pass it through a body of legislature to make it a law. So it's not a law. They're making a rule in that town. Yeah. You're pissing off the people who like to be around smoke. They are walking in. No one's got a gun to anyone's head having them walk into the cigar store. They want to walk in the cigar store. They want to smoke cigars in the cigar store because it's cold outside. And that's something to keep in mind that it's a choice to be around it. Not No one's being forced in. Well, another thing that happens is when you bring that mob, you call it, into that um, hearing that's going on, those are all voters too, especially if they're from that town. And now they say, oh, my God, them and their family and friends and everybody, they can do it. Oh, my God, I'm pissing these guys off. Typically, these things happen that this guy is saying, oh, this is what my town is doing. If he was there to witness it, and I don't know if he was there or he read in the paper the next day, but most likely there was nobody there from the cigar organization to try to stop it before it even plants its head. So the organization is there, so you know the organization is out there, so somebody that brings it up and says, hey, what if we end up stopping smoking in this whole city? Oh, no. no there's no, an organization be, yeah, in this city. Yeah, there's 50 people that yeah, are going to show they're up. They're going to show up, and it goes away before it even starts. And, and I'm saying to you, number five, have the strength and character to never give up. 
this is not a battle for today of this thing. This is never going away. This never, never stops. If you stop, it comes right out again because they never stop. Right. This is, they actually get paid for it. You know, they say never wrestle with a pig because you're going to get dirty and the pig likes it. This is how it is with the government. And the opposite, you have to wrestle and you have to continue to do it and you're going to get dirty and you can't stop. The second you stop is when they're going to roll over on you. And it's little bites at a time that they mm-hmm. end up taking. Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Dave, you said strength and character again and I started to there you go. <laughs> This is like an automatic response. There we go. Yeah, somebody said it to him once. He's driving the car. He pulled over. He's starting to press buttons. He don't know what to do. It's the craziest thing. And number six to uh, you can't fight City Hall. That is false. Uh, But you have to play the long game. As I say, they are playing the long game. Um, This is, if they can can get that so that it's no smoking in your town, the next thing it is is no smoking in the next town, or if there's no smoking in public places, there's be no smoking in private places, and it goes from there. It's one thing after the other. They'll say, no, we're not going to tell you not to smoke in your house until after they tell you you can't smoke in the house. They've already done that shit. Yeah, in California. California. It's illegal to smoke in your own backyard if you're within a thousand feet and your neighbor complains. Now, if you go back in history and you go back into the 90s when the first thing was you can't smoke in the restaurant yeah. or a segregated restaurant. Yeah. There's only one section of the restaurant. Yeah. Then it became the whole restaurant. Yeah. Then it became 20 feet from the restaurant. Then it became any public place. Then it became any, any private place and it just gets yeah. worse and worse. You have to cut the head off early on on this thing uh, because this is a marathon. It doesn't stop. You're going to play the long game they are and when things get in the right order that you have the right people in there it's you're playing defense right now when you get really good and all these things start getting in and and not going to go any further than they are you got to turn it you got to play offense yeah go in and ask for what you want now we want to make it allowed to smoke in restaurants if you want to end up doing now we want to be allowed in no segregation you can smoke anywhere in the restaurant now by Oh, my God, this will never end up happening. These things have happened. Same death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. You're just willing to do the cutting. So uh, those those are the things to do. And consumers should keep an eye on this as well. If you, as a consumer, see that something is on an agenda that's going to hurt your ability to smoke a cigar in a cigar store, get your buddies together and you can fight it too. And that happens. And I'll tell you, retailers... You want to make new customers, you end up showing at the meeting. And the passionate people, there are no retailers that are there 90% of the time, and there's passionate consumers that are there, and all of a sudden you're the only retailer that's there. And you're up there fighting too. And the next thing you know, the guy sits beside you, and he says, hey, man, thanks for coming. He says, as the consumer, because he's ultimately paying the price for this. If it's a tax or if it's no smoking, he can't smoke. He has to pay the tax. You think the retailer has to pay the tax. The retailer passes the tax on to the consumer. Right. They're the ones that are going to have to pay. So now, oh, jeez, uh, it's nice you're here. Uh, how come the other retailers in, in the city didn't come here? Well, I don't know why. Um, I reached out to them. They weren't interested to come. They didn't come. Well, I'm going to buy my cigars from you from now on because you stand up for us. And maybe you get new customers out of that. That's customer service. That's being um, aggressive and trying to help the consumer out. Uh, obviously, they're trying to help themselves out too because they're they're in there, and is, is that going to uh, hurt their business by not allowing smoking in their in their establishment? Of course, it is. I've been through it all. 37 years of it. I'm proud of the Cigar Association in New Hampshire. It started off with two of us, three of us, four of us, five of us. And there's only seven. 
You know, after all this time, there's only seven. Uh, but I hear this through all of it. And, you know, it is what it is. When there was only two, there was two. That was more than one when I was fighting by myself. It means all and the, it makes all the sitting difference. sitting there complaining, saying, uh, what do I do? Um, you have to do something. You can't not do anything because you'll guarantee you'll lose. Guaranteed you'll lose if you don't fight the battle. Not guaranteed you win if you fight the battle, but you'll win some, you'll lose some, you keep fighting, and then when you do well enough, you go into offense and you try to get those things back, just like just like everything that happens out there. So that is it. You can't fight City Hall? False. You can. Next week on the Cigar Authority, the best cigars of the year. It is the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. You'll hear them all. And only one will become the Cigar of the Year. We will reveal that information Saturday on the Cigar Authority. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.